Hey guys, today we have a little mini-sode, a little Launchpad podcast, Mission Control Stories. Matt and I are going to be talking about some of the movies we've been watching in quarantine, talk about some fun movies. I watched a handful of really good ones that I had never seen before, and people have been like, you got to be kidding me, you haven't seen those movies? So this is going to be pretty good, but before we get into the show, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Launchpad Pod, and on our website, launchpadpod.com. Let us know what you've been watching. Hit us up. We love hearing from our listeners. You know you guys are all out there kind of doing the lockdown life, but hang in there. We're all in it together, and we'll get out of this soon enough. Now, let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, how you doing? How's that lockdown life treating you? I was going to say I can't complain, but I absolutely could. It's busy. It's just nonstop. There's ton of work to do. There's always more work. The baby, the baby was like a real dick the first half of the week, but then he got cool again. <laughs> I don't know how he's, he was okay this morning. He's learning stuff. He's doing new stuff and uh, he's teething. So he's cranky is what you're saying. Oh, without a doubt. Jeez, man. Well, have you gotten some time to watch anything fun? Have you been doing any, any uh, sitting down, catching up on some movies? I won't say I watched anything fun, <laughs> but I did watch some stuff. Oh no. <laughs> um, Yeah, I watched a little bit. I, I, you know what it is? It's like, it's been a lot of stuff on in the background okay like things that i've seen like i just restarted one of my favorite animes called samurai champloo i just started that up again i've seen it i don't know three or four times already but it's good to put on the background so good the baby's kind of into some of the fight scenes i'm like look look watch him cut this guy's head off so he'll he'll stop and he'll watch that like that kind of nonsense i've been doing a lot of and i've watched a couple couple things that i hadn't seen before or was able to scratch off my list i just don't know if it was worth the time <laughs> oh man so hit, hit me with one of the bad ones what was one that you watched that you're like why did i spend two hours of my life all right so the other night i just watched annihilation did you see that annihilation that's the creepy weird color movie with the bear that screams human <laughs> yeah annihilation 2018 it, it was written and directed by alex Gar garland who did uh, ex machina the movie love ex machina which i loved and he wrote and directed that as well yep. this movie annihilation was based on a book so he wrote the screenplay so it's not necessarily his original thought but he adapted it for film and it's a good movie in terms of like how it was made as natalie portman is in it almost completely female cast it's really an interesting movie and then the end happens and it's all like altered states fucking existential out there stuff and by that time it was like 12 30 at night i just wanted them to be like this is the answer to the movie <laughs> good night and it was like colors and maybe this was a robot maybe it was an alien and maybe it was imagined and it was like wait 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 what 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 is maybe or maybe not happening and it's like this mirror image of her but it's all just like amorphous so you don't know you really don't know what's real or not at the end you know it's not bad he writes a good story and he makes a good movie but but I think I was in the mood that night for something just a little bit more point and click, yeah. not really something that really you had to think about, think about. It was good. There were some really good scenes, but overall... That alligator, the bear that screams people, that was awesome. The bear that screamed people was awesome. Yeah. And it was really good, like tension and atmosphere, I'll say, not tension. But like he had you interested and, you know, the the, the story starts, it's, it's told kind of non-sequential where it starts with one of the characters in a room and she's being questioned. Yeah. And she starts to reminisce about what 
either happened or may not have happened. But that sort of nonlinear storytelling is an interesting way to start. And from there, he peppers in clues. So like in that uh, initial scene, they say, well, what happened to so-and-so? And she's like, I'm not sure. And there's like, did that person die? And they're like, I don't know. And you're like, who, I don't even know who these people are. And then you start to meet those people. And then if you remember their names, you're like, oh, they said that maybe something happened to this person. I wonder, okay, cool. It's pretty neat. Overall, I, I guess it's maybe it's on me. I wanted something more straightforward and it wasn't straightforward. The effects were pretty good for the most part. Really cool looking. Um, it was a cool idea. Natalie Portman did, I mean, certainly above Queen Amidala acting. It was definitely better than that. But I don't know that she earned any awards for it. There was like a one or two weird subplots with like an affair and stuff. And you're like, what does this have to do with anything? They're like, nothing. We just wanted to tell you. It's like, in the book. And if we didn't include it, people would be mad. Yeah. And it's like, oh, cool. What about the more interesting stuff? I haven't read the book, but I just want to jump to the end and see if the book was as vague as the movie was. If the book's like, and then she saw something she couldn't explain. It was so unexplainable. She couldn't even begin to imagine how to tell you what it was. <laughs> I've worked on movies where that's how they describe the alien. Yeah. An alien, unlike a creature you've ever seen. And that's all it says. And it's like, how do I make that for you? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, I don't fucking know. Think aliens, but... You know what they said? They said, did you see Predator? I was like, yeah. They're like, make it look like that. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and look, I appreciate anybody who tries to put who tries to put something unseeable on screen. You know, this is something with a lot of HP Lovecraft stuff, uh, Clive Barker stuff, Midnight Me Train didn't even attempt this, but it's like the thing at the end that is so big and otherworldly that you go crazy seeing it. And I get why movies don't attempt it, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that Annihilation did attempt it. It was weird though. I will give you it was weird. But my favorite part of that movie is when they find the video footage of the soldiers who have already gone into the weird anomaly and they're like hey something's wrong check it out and they like cut the dude's stomach open and these snakes come out and it was like that's gnarly there's a good chunk of the movie the first act and a half if not the first two acts i would say felt very much like event horizon very event horizon it was like all female event horizon in the jungle very also alien covenant to an extent but better yeah yeah, i see that too like with like 300 percent less flute playing android (laughs) (laughs) now you now you me and then I'll blue blue you. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It was it was not bad. It, it was definitely interesting. And it's one of those I don't know that I'll ever have the time, but it's one of those that I would like to give it another shot, certainly not at midnight, and just see if I take anything different away when from it. When you can give know? a shit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I guess that's what it is. So I'll start with the bad that I saw. Okay. And this wasn't that bad. This is actually super enjoyable, but not a good movie. Kate and I watched Hell Comes to Frogtown. Oh, I almost watched that the other day. I mean, I've seen it before, but I almost watched it the other day again. It is a very bizarre movie. It's got Rowdy Rowdy Piper in it. He is like one of the only fertile males in a post-apocalyptic world. And the government like puts this like electronic tracker chastity belt on him so he, he can only bang when they tell him to and his whole job is to go out into the wasteland and impregnate chicks it's as ridiculous as it sounds but for a movie that's all about weird like sex slavery in a (laughs) post-apocalyptic world where there are frog mutants it's surprisingly light on sex (laughs) and sleaze it's got a lot of chicks in their underwear and stuff like that but not like a pg-13 like late night cable movie with frog is it a trauma movie or is it just trauma it's very trauma-esque steve wang did the creature effects for it and the frogs the mutant frogs actually look really cool they have a lot of like animatronic Mm. faces and cool like mutant makeup and it's fun for what it is it's just so it's so weird the whole time you're watching it you're like somebody wrote this script and somebody said yes here's money (laughs) 
to make this happen. Bizarre. We watched it, I think, for shitty movie a couple years ago, and I remember Perfect being fun. Movie. Yeah, it's fun as hell. It's one of those like if you've never seen, you've never been to shitty movie Sunday before, and you try this, it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a good time. Yeah, Hell Comes to Frogtown was a really fun shitty movie, but man, what a steamer of a film in general. <laughs> <laughs> Not even proud Roddy Piper could save that one. Oh man, yeah, he he was he's funny though. Like if you enjoy They Live, which is another weird movie. We watched that a little bit ago, and that's just it's just just a weird movie. Oh, it totally is, but it's great. That one's definitely a a, a bump above the uh, the Frog Town. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm so. often bored by They Live. There's a five minute fight scene really? that goes on way too long. It takes like half an hour for the movie to even get started. Yeah, that's true. It's like him wandering around trying to get a job. You're like, don't care. Find them glasses, bro. I, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm yelling at the TV screen. I'm like, they're in the church. Go get the glasses. The glasses are in a box under the stairs. In the God damn it. He's still looking for a job. He's like, find them glasses. <laughs> fucking homeless people just hanging around. You know, it just takes forever to get there. And Frogtown jumps right into the action. So... All right. I watched another one that, that jumped in a well, it jumped in faster than I thought, but then like backpedaled in an odd way. Um, did you see the new child's play, the 2019? Yes, child's I play? did. Big thumbs down for me. So I wanted to give it a thumbs down, and I think I ultimately do, but I don't dislike it as much as I thought because it is so different than the first one yeah. until the last no, it's so different from the first one, period. Yeah. I agree with all of that. It's not fair to compare them because the first one was made when they were making real horror movies and they were making them good and also the first one is the gold standard for killer doll movies right there's none whether you've seen it or not that's the first killer doll that jumps to everybody's mind right yeah this one first of all i really like the idea that it's like a smart doll and it can interact with other things in the house the things that they picked to illustrate that like that he can they specifically say he can change the heat and the air conditioning and i was like oh they say that in a commercial in like literally the first minute of the movie and i'm like how are they going to use that and they end up using it to like make a guy burn his hands on a pipe that makes him fall into a saw. Ugh, like that's the best you could come up with. But like, I thought that was a cool idea because it's it really is a reboot as opposed to a remake. Because a lot of times people say reboot and it's just the same fucking movie, just not as good. So I thought that was a smart way to kind of make a new version of it. But the thing that I didn't like the most, although it was done, it's like I felt like the Joker. It was done well. What they were doing was working, but it's not what I wanted to see. Was they like victimized the doll? Yes. The doll, like you, you feel for the doll, the doll, <laughs> the doll just wants to be loved by this kid and then starts to try to hurt people and kill people to make the kid feel better. Remember the movie Monkey directly. Shines? Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's straight up monkey, monkey shines where a creature or a thing or a sentient item feels bad that it's not getting as much attention as it should. And because it doesn't know any better, it starts taking out that frustration on the people around his kid. You know, it's like... Like, I just don't want to hang out with this doll anymore. I've made real friends. And the doll starts fucking with his friends, fucking with his mom, fucking with the boyfriend. Like, just being a mess. Well, at first, it's like the cat scratches him and his mom's boyfriend is being a dick. So he's like crying. I wish he would go away. So Chucky tries to make him go away by by murder. Yeah. So you're like, well, okay. And then later on, the doll gets jealous. And he's like, if I can't be your best friend, no one will. And he starts to kill or try to go after everybody. And it's like, that's not necessarily bad or wrong, but it doesn't make a t- ton of sense because there, first of all there was a lot more Vietnam in this movie than I thought that there was going to be. The dolls are being made in Vietnam and some guy apparently is slacking off and his boss chews him out and fires him. He's like finish this doll and get out of here. 
go back to the streets right and he's like you. delete the one line of code that makes him not a killing machine yeah he literally like it says like he's deep 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 he's beep boop beeping and while he's beep boop beeping it says like <laughs> violence lock off language parameters off and he just keeps you know learning computer off all this other shitty but like you're like so he's not possessed by a killer you're just taking exactly guidelines off the equivalent of this guy going to like a drop down menu and being like select mood and it's set to good and he drops it down scrolls down to evil and then clicks the button he's like all right and it's so weird because here's the thing when you have a killer doll that's possessed by a murderer he is consciously menacing those children Mm. he knows he's doing it he's actively doing it and that's gnarly and scary when a computer doesn't know any better it takes out all the stakes to me it just did not have the weight of something that knew why it was doing it and what it was doing there's no calculation to it it's just kind of like it wasn't malicious it wasn't it wasn't on purpose evil the fact that the movie like joker really tried to get you to understand how and why the doll was feeling a certain way yeah you're like well but okay so now you have made me feel bad for this doll when the doll strikes out that and we know the doll doesn't know any better now i feel extra bad for the doll instead of either rooting for the asshole to get killed yeah or just rooting for the kill because i'm a horror movie fan and that's exciting and fun that's why i came here it makes all the kills also kind of fucked up i mean the asshole boyfriend getting his face cut off and nailed to a watermelon is pretty great there was some cool deaths and some cool effects for sure but tell me about this do you think i think at the end of the movie they're all trapped in like a a warehouse store and a bunch Mm -hmm. of chucky dolls are alive that should have happened halfway through the movie and it should have been like tons of chucky dolls chasing everybody and that would have taken it to a next level that i would have been like because when it got to that scene where they're trapped in the store and there's a ton of chucky dolls and drones killing people and all sorts of shit going crazy Mm -hmm. i was like that's pretty cool if that had happened earlier in the movie it would have kept my balloon my balloon up because it hey that's different the single him killing people like he kills this old lady and you almost feel bad about it yeah exactly like in a good horror movie a good chucky movie when he's killing somebody you got to be like yeah oh gnarly fuck and this movie kind of made me be like oh man they didn't deserve that sad right and you either got to be an asshole that you're killing or just someone that we don't know it can't be a nice old lady who you've established to be nice unless me feeling bad for her is essential to the next thing that happens which it's not see i thought at the end i was thinking at the end and i wish that they had done this i thought there was going to be a good chucky that like a chucky doll was going to fight the evil chucky doll also awesome which would have been cool as shit right right? i don't know that that's has that even happened in the original franchise any of those new ones i think some some chucky's may have fought in the most recent i mean child's yeah in curse of chucky Chucky, yeah cult cult of chucky yeah i like that movie it was fun did they fight that was pretty good i don't i honestly don't remember it though that that'll be something i'll throw on the background when i'm babysitting my son (laughs) (laughs) they introduced some pretty cool elements so it's it's worth watching in cult of chucky yeah in cult of chucky but yeah the new chucky I mean, I'm not going to buy it. I have no reason to watch it again. No, I'll do it this way. I'll, I'll put it this way. I was waiting for it to come onto a streaming service yeah. for free and it wouldn't. And I was like, oh, I don't know. Like, cause I didn't want to be in this situation where I was like, oh, I just paid $5 to rent this and I feel like I wasted $5, yeah. but I, I didn't. I just used my Epic's 30 day free trial Ooh. and there we go. Uh, that's how I've been watching all my Van Damme movies on a stars free trial. Oh, stars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Epic's doesn't seem like it has anything. It has this and like two or three 
other movies that you're like, oh, I would watch that, but you'll you'd watch it after you watched everything else on your watch list. So it's like it's really not high up there. So I don't know that there's anything else that I need to watch on Epics. <laughs> I have 30, 30 days to figure it out. All right. So here's a movie that I watched that I had never seen first time watch. And people are like, what? You never seen it? I'm Connor McCloud from the Clan McCloud. There can be only one. What? I saw Highlander for the first time. Dude, I grew up on that. On that, at least the first two or three of them, me and my friends used to play that shit in my backyard, chopping off each other's heads. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it with my brother and his wife over Zoom, and it was, what a baller movie. It's so good, but it's so funny. So you tell people, I've never seen it. I watched the first one. I loved it. And then everybody starts giving me this like Pet cemetery Judd Crandall business where they're like, well, the sequels, uh, don't go down that road. And you're like, yeah, but uh, Sean Connery comes <laughs> back and like, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> <laughs> See, no, I would say the exact opposite. If you don't want it to be tainted and you think this was like the epitome of film, don't watch the sequels. <laughs> but if you like a fun movie where you're going to be like, get the fuck out of here, watch the second and the third one. Okay. Was Clancy Brown in this one or no? No, I don't think there's any Clancy oh, Browns. Then definitely you need to watch, you definitely need to watch at least two or three. I want to see part two just because it, again, how do you bring back fucking Sean Connery? I saw him get his head cut off by Zim <laughs> from the Starship Trooper movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a it's a fun, I don't know, I never saw the TV show. I never watched the no, TV show. No, I never show. watched the TV show. And I don't know that I've seen all of the sequels, but I've at least seen two sequels and the original movie. And they're freaking great. It's like, it's, it's kind of it's fun. It's a big sword. what a cool idea. Yeah, it's a big sword fighting movie, completely unexplained why there's all these like people with power and dudes. There's no chicks, right? There's, it's all, all the Highlanders are guys so far? Oh, I don't know. I, 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 it's been a while since I've seen it, but I don't remember any girls. It has great flashbacks. The transitions are amazing. They do these really cool things where they'll like push through something and then it'll come out the other side in like a different time period. Jumps around through time. Sean Connery plays this Egyptian guy who's been living in Spain who wears the coolest <laughs> costume I've ever seen. He's got a peacock <laughs> cape. I want a peacock cape. And like this red like, like swashbuckling outfit. And he teaches this Scotsman how to fucking sword fight like a boss because he's like, you got to kill all these other Highlanders, all these other guys. He's the Highlander. There are no other Highlanders. They don't even have a name for what these fuckers are. And there's a bad one with like bitch and armor. And they've been chasing each other through history, trying to chop each other's head off because every time they chop each other's head off, they come super hard in public. They just like, <laughs> they, they float up in the air. Their eyes roll back in their head. They have a full body orgasm while lightning bolts shoot out of every orifice and just like lightning shooting everything. They're floating in the air going, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> The whole thing is they can't be killed unless their heads get cut off and then they gain the power of the other yeah. guy, right? Oh, yeah. And when they can't gain the power of the other guy, they're going to need a cigarette after. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember the, the, the full body orgasms, but I'll have to, I'll have to get back into that. <laughs> no, it was hysterical. I mean, the movie's great. Tons of swashbuckling, lots of sword fights, people getting their heads cut off, and these like cops are trying to figure out who's doing it, what's going on, and then they find out that this guy's like been around forever, but I, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. I'm glad. That I didn't realize that you had never seen it before. I've, I've, it's been a while, but like I grew up, that was one of the movies, at least the first one. And we'd play, you know, what we'd play that with. Remember Nerf fencing? Yes. It was like two lo long foam Nerf swords, and in the in the handle of the sword, there were like things that you could punch out yep. with your sword. So you'd try to hit the other guy's swords. Me and my friends used to play Highlander with those swords. That's hilarious. But we weren't trying to pop the things out. We were obviously trying to whack each other in the fucking neck. <laughs> 
Rumi, do you remember when you and I lived together back in the original launch pad <laughs> and we took a bunch of PVC pipe and stuffed it inside of a pool noodle and then wrapped that in duct tape and then we'd go out to parking lots and beat the shit out of each other with pool noodles? <laughs> so right after Aaron moved in, I said to him, oh, I had this idea. I want to try to make like a sword out of like foam. I've just got to figure out the smartest way to do it. And he's like, oh, I've done it before. All you do is you take PVC pipe, you, you know, glue it together, make the sword you want, and then you put your foam around that and then you just duct tape the shit out of it and dude we had broad swords we had short swords i made a mace that we ever never actually got to use in battle i think we made shields and shit but then we would go to the park and just play like if you got hit in the arm like was it you got hit in the arm you couldn't use that arm anymore head and heart were immediate kills right and then we would just fucking whack but what would happen is you'd be whacking at each other and then it would like the swords would clash and it would go down and if you didn't hit the the handle properly you'd hit you'd fucking wail each other in the fingers pop your knuckles so hard oh oh man oh my god like like the worst finger jam you've ever had in your life from a goddamn foam pool noodle wrapped around some pvc pipe (laughs) we'd like go out and play like in the middle of the night we'd be out in some parking lot just beating the shit out of each other and like a cop would drive by yeah what's my favorite what's my favorite thing that you used to do the cop would drive by and he'd slow down just be like the fuck are these guys doing and i would drop the sword to my side like nothing we're not doing anything he would like point the sword at the ground not hide it just like he was no longer in the unguard fighting position he would just put it down (laughs) just watch the cops slowly go by but like nothing nothing nothing. the cop is like i still see first of all i never lowered my guard so i still had a sword up (laughs) and you still had a sword it's not like you dropped it to the ground or put it behind you (laughs) (laughs) and it was one of those things where you're like if we had just been nerf sword fighting they would have been like fucking nerds okay bye but if we both had dropped our swords and just looked like two dudes standing in a parking lot awkwardly that's more suspicious (laughs) yeah that's more suspicious then they then they definitely would have come over they would have been like are you guys doing drugs or blowing each other what's going on over here like no we're 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 sword fighting and they'd be like carry on nerds (laughs) (laughs) okay Aren't your hot girlfriends worried about you? <laughs> no? Okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> and then we made like cereal box helmets. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, this is when we used to have free time. I don't have time to do that shit anymore. <sighs> Wouldn't it be amazing? We should build some Nerf swords again. Just just next time we meet, just go out and get some, some Nerf action. Just for old time's sake. Uh, yeah. Oh man! Just put that hide that sword when the cops drive. When your kid's old enough, can we play Nerf Crack House with him? Oh, absolutely! I no joke. I was thinking about that the other day on a walk. I was like, that would be we could, we could still play that. He's like, what am I doing? And you're like, you got to run in and you got to find Uncle Aaron. And you got to shoot him with this Nerf gun. He's gonna be dressed like a drug. Dealer. <laughs> He'll be dressed like a drug dealer. Could put a little mustache on him. He'd be like, what's a Crack House? And we're like, okay, okay. God, so much to explain to these kids. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully by the time he has a Nerf gun, he understands the dangers of crack houses. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, otherwise, why even have the Nerf gun? Uh, do you have another movie, Rumi? Yes, I do, actually. On my Amazon watch list, or whatever it's called, for the last couple months, because Shout Factory released a Blu-ray of it recently, or at least soon, kind of recently, I was like, oh, I should check that out. But uh, Body Bags? Have you ever seen John that? Carpenter? Yeah. We watched it together. You had a VHS of it. No, definitely not. I've never seen it. I might have had something similar, but not this. I had one, I think I know the movie that you're talking about, but I can't remember what it's called. I'm pretty sure Brad we Dorf watched Body Bags together because John Carpenter's in it. Correct. And I'm telling you, I would bet comic art that I'd never seen it before because none of it, none of it 
felt like I'd seen it before. Watchmen comic art? I think I would bet. Yeah, maybe like One Piece. Like, I'm confident that I've never okay. seen it. Because, and I watch the whole thing. Usually if I've watched a whole movie, if I've seen any part of it, it'll remind me at some point, oh, yeah, I did see Maybe that. you were drunk when you saw it the first time. I probably was pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> that, seeing as how I've never been drunk, that probably was the one time. <laughs> it's not bad. It's fun. To me, it just felt like a, a Tales from the Crypt ripoff. Yes. So I couldn't, I couldn't kind of, I had to give it a lower grade overall than maybe it deserved because of that. It was kind of fun. It's broken into three stories. One is directed by Carpenter, one's directed by Toby Hooper, and one is directed by some other guy. And it's not bad. It's fun. You know, nothing, nothing necessary. Like, that's the thing is there was nothing in it to really make me be like, whoa, this is awesome. There's a lot of cool cameos in it. And Greg Nicotero's in it. Mark Hamill's in it as somebody, but Roger Corman is in it. It's Mark Hamill with a sweet mustache, too. That's true. <laughs> and uh, a killer eye. He gets an eye from a killer. Mm-hmm. Robert Carradine, John Carpenter is in it as like the Crypt Keeper type character. Tom Arnold sneaks in at the end. Wes Craven is in it. Uh, oh, it is Sam Raimi. It's not his brother. It's Sam Raimi is in it. <laughs> it's uh, Stacey Keach is one of the leads in one of the things. It's fun. And if you like, you know, the Tales from the Crypt format where it's like tongue in cheek, we're going to try to scare you, but it's going to be kind of like in a fun way. Um, it's worth the watch, but it just wasn't wasn't exactly my deal. And that cover's pretty iconic. Yeah. Not the one that came out with the recent Blu-ray, but the body original body right. bags is like this neon purple body bag with like a blue creepy purple green guy poking his head out of it. It's like party colors. It's a fun anthology movie, but again, it depends on how you feel about <laughs> anthology movies because, you know, some people just don't really like that if it's not a TV show. I usually don't. And I, a lot of times I'll be excited for a movie and then I'll find out it's an anthology and it'll ruin it for me before I even see it. Yeah, there's there's not a lot of like I do like creep show. I like creep show the TV show, but again, anthology works in TV for me. I don't know why i don't know mm. why when i sit down to watch a movie if it's an anthology i'm like uh but if it's a tv show i'm like oh okay and i don't know why that disconnect is people are like why wouldn't you just pretend that that's a tv show and you spend an hour watching it you're like i can't i don't know i put a blu-ray in it's just not <laughs> it's just not a movie i not get a movie. that though I, and i didn't think about that but i think you're right i think i can stomach it more when it's television than when it's a movie there's also just a level where if i'm watching a movie i feel like i need to watch the whole thing it's just a weird mm. quirk yeah i agree and in an anthology TV show, I know the ones that suck and I can skip them and not feel bad about skipping it. But in a movie... Oh, I see. I feel like you get stuck sitting through chapters that just blow. I see. That makes sense. I get that. It's weird. It's weird quirk. They don't know where they land. I get that feeling though. Again, I was doing some work, so this was kind of on in the background, which I normally don't do with a movie I've never seen, but I figured it wouldn't take too much concentration to get through. Yeah. And I was right. (laughs) So here's another one. First time watch that everybody went, what? Darkman. Saw Darkman for the first time. I can't believe that you've never seen that before. I know. Even more so than than the last one. Than Highlander? Yeah. I, I would have thought that if nothing else for the effects, you would have seen Darkman. So Darkman is a Sam Raimi movie. It's got Liam Neeson in it, Francis McDermott, the chick from Fargo, Ted Raimi's in it. <laughs> Obviously, if it's a Sam Raimi movie, Ted's in it. And it's great, man. He is a scientist making a synthetic skin and these bad guys want his property. So they, they rough him up and they burn him and they kill his assistant and they blow him up and he's all fucked up and his face is messed the fuck up. 
And it's kind of like an Invisible Man shadow movie, but he can make these synthetic faces and look like anybody he wants. And he sneaks into these situations, but he only has a certain amount of time before the skin like dissolves and falls apart. And it's really, really cool and super weird, has some really fun Sam Raimi, like sort of Sam Raimi tropes in it where like anytime somebody's like, oh, I'm freaking out, like the camera zooms in on them and the background's all crazy. It's very Universal Monsters. Uh, It's like made in an old school way that's pretty cool. Not two Three Stooges, which Sam Raimi can often dip into a little two Three Stooge for me. This did a good job of staying out of that. Really badass. And my favorite part about it is he's a hero, but the moment where in like a Batman movie or a Spider-Man movie where they've defeated the villain, they got him hanging over the edge of a building and the villain's like, you can't kill me. That would defeat the purpose of you being a hero. And Darkman just goes, I can live with that. Boom. Just drops him off the fucking (laughs) building. And he's like, I've learned yeah. to live with a lot of things and it zooms in on his scarred up face and you're like bad ass it's pretty cool and you kind of don't see it coming it is one of those movies too that kind of is like for adults but also you can kind of see it like the shadow was kind of for kids kind of well he wanted to make the movie the shadow or batman and nobody would let him so he's like fine i'm gonna make dark man and i think it's a great property it was so good i was surprised we haven't had a reboot have you seen well i guess not you haven't seen any of the sequels right uh no and again that's a it's another pet cemetery jug crandall moment where people are like don't go down that road <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i i'm trying to think if i've seen the sequels and i don't know if i did and blocked them out but i certainly don't remember them it's really bizarre the second one's like called like the return of dorian or something like that who's like one of the bad guys that he quote unquote killed somehow brought him back but like i didn't really like that guy anyway uh liam neeson's not in <laughs> either of the sequels it's instead the guy who played the mummy in the brendan fraser mummy movies I don't know. You don't know if you'd recognize him? He plays the top henchman in Van Damme's Hard Target, directed by John Woo. <laughs> Which I've certainly seen, but not since the 90s. Not ringing any bells? I don't know. He's a, he's a cool looking guy, but we'll see. Mm, I don't know. Got a little crush there. <laughs> got a little Mummy Darkman crush. No, but when I was a kid, my mom loved the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies because of that guy. <laughs> now, is his face always looks like that, or does it dissolve after 30 minutes? <laughs> It's 90 minutes. He got it up to 99. It's pretty good. That's not bad. That's not bad for a face dissolve. I dug that movie a lot. I was actually really impressed with Darkman. Very happy I saw it finally. And like wish they had better sequels or like, let's do a reboot. Let's see some more. Because especially now, like they're doing stuff that's like computers, technology. And you're like, yeah, it's called a 3D printer. We have them now. (laughs) (laughs) We have them in our house. We have them in our house. Yeah. The future is now, and I think it'd be a good time to like explore some of that shit. 3D printer, but with skin. Called a 3D skinter. <laughs> Your dad's just giving you a standing ovation right now. <laughs> that names itself, right? Can't you see that on the side of the machine? Skinter. Skinter 3000. <laughs> Uh, you got any more movies, Rumi? I've actually been watching, there's a streaming service called Tubi, T-U-B-I. Fucking love Tubi, dog. I do too. It's got a lot of that Shout Factory stuff and it also has, uh, well, I mean, I guess it's part of Shout Factory, but uh, a lot of Mystery Science Theater slash Riff Track stuff. Yep. So that's usually my like treat at the end of the night that, that I kind of fall asleep to. So I'll throw one of those on. I've been watching, some of those movies are just fucking atrocious. When you watch them with the Mystery Science Theater guys, it's funny as hell. Tubi has some great stuff. I, I really want to try and do something with Tubi where like we do like a 
live stream of something because they have a lot oh. of good shitty movies. And I think anybody from Tubi or anybody who knows anybody who works at Tubi, I think it'd be really fun to do something with them. Jonathan Tubi, the proprietor, if you're listening right yeah, now. Yeah, I'll just go to podcast.com. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You can't write come on my podcast. <laughs> can't write, like, don't do that on the internet. That's not going to get you to the site you want to get to. Words you cannot type into a search engine. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> Got to think about these things, Rooms. Before the episode, Matt was trying to tell me to find this shitty movie called Black Cougar. And I was like, oh, I want to find this shitty movie. It's like a, some crappy superhero movie. It's amazing. It's one of the best shitty movies ever. Well, it's one of the most fun shitty movies I've ever seen. And I typed in Black Cougar into the internet and did not get a superhero movie back. <laughs> <laughs> Black Cougar. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, but be careful searching it. It looks like a cheaper Black Panther. Yeah. Oh. If you look up Black Cougar DVD and it does not have a Black Panther looking superhero on it, especially if it's got an older woman, you are in the wrong spot. <laughs> <laughs> also, surprised to find out that Black Cougar the movie has a white guy as the Black Cougar. All of the people in it are white. No. So dumb. Last night, watched a movie with my brother and his wife, Kevin and Meg. Kate and I watched it and it was one of my favorite shitty movies called Miami Connection and was so, good. so good. It's so earnest. It's so real. It's this guy, YK Kim was very popular Taekwondo instructor in Miami and he raised like $900,000 to make his own movie. He got everybody in the town to be in it. Everybody's just like, it's all favors. It's so much heart. He made this movie and it is so genuine but so bad. It's so cheesy. It's got a band in it that has <laughs> amazing soundtracks that are just hilarious. They're all about like friendship and doing Taekwondo together. It's so like perfectly shitty movie. It opens so hard if I remember correctly too. It just is like comes out of the gate full force. Like I hope you guys are ready to Yeah, rock. it's got fucking ninjas on motorcycles and cocaine deals going down and like 80s rock synth bands and oh man, it's so much fun. But when the movie came out at the premiere, everybody just laughed at it so hard. This dude's heart was broken. So he fucking like just threw it all away and was so embarrassed by it and literally Alamo Drafthouse found a 35 millimeter print like in a basement somewhere and they started showing it at their theater and people loved it and they reached out to YK Kim and they're like come to one of the screens he's like it's one of the biggest embarrassments of my life you're making fun of me and they're like no you need to come see that it brings people joy it may not be like what you want but people really love this movie and he showed up and got like a 10 minute standing ovation and it like showed him that his movie did make people happy at some point and I was like that's so cool I love that and that movie has so much heart and it's so genuine. It's like one of my favorite shitty movies because it's just hysterical. <laughs> it's hysterical. I love it. It is pretty good. And I've uh, again, I've seen it both regular and I've seen it with the uh, Rift Tracks. I think I've seen it Rift Tracks and Rift Tracks live. Yeah, there, it's there's funny two versions of Rift Tracks for it. It's definitely and all of them are worth watching. It's 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 a good time. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as hell. That's on Amazon Prime if anybody wants to check it out. All Rift Tracks and the regular version. No, you're making me laugh thinking about it. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch it. Friendship, honesty, loyalty. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. oh, man. Yeah, they're jamming. So good. It's definitely is made in that time frame where if you were like a cool fighter, you also had a band. Well, it's literally like one of the guys in the band must have been one of his students and like a good student, too, because there's scenes where like the band members are fighting and one of them is obviously the guy who knows Taekwondo. And he's like, right. hey, I'm making a movie. Do you want to be in it? Hell yeah. I have a band. Do they want to be in the movie? Fuck yeah. <laughs> They're called Dragon Sound. <laughs> yeah. And they do amazing, amazing songs in it. <laughs> 
Well, guys, tell us what you've been watching. Let us know on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Launchpad Pod on our website, launchpadpod.com. Next week, we have an amazing episode. This was recorded pre-quarantine, so Matt and I are in the same room together. Mm. This is such a fun concept, but it was songs about the movie that they are in. So this is like that end title sequence where it's like uh, the song is about the movie that you just watched. So like Ninja Raps on there. We got a little bit of Alice Cooper talking about Jason Voorhees in there. Some uh, Dream Warriors by Dokken. I mean, it is a good time. It is a great episode. It's taken a little while to edit, but uh, that will be coming out next week and it is really worth a listen. It's definitely that Rocketeer goodness. You guys are probably going to know most of these songs, but it's one of those things that like Aaron did his research. I did my research. And then when we came together, there was a lot of those like, oh shit, I didn't even think of that one. And then it, like you're like, oh yeah. And then we you're going to play some snippets of the songs, right? Oh yeah, man. It's going to be a good listen. Very musically clip laden episode. Hopefully we don't get taken down. <laughs> for copyright infringement. <laughs> Just happy to be noticed. Just Thanks, happy to be noticed. <laughs> All right, Rumi, let's blast this thing off. <laughs> All right, guys, we've been the Rocketeers. We are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.